When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Sandra Edita, joined today as always by my friend, homie, and colleague Claire Watkins, aka Scam Originator. Claire, how you doing today? I'm good. We're live but not in person. Live. Listen. But not in person. <laughs> it's still great to see. It is. It's still great to see you. Uh, this is getting back to our roots a little right. bit. This is how we would do Southside Trap podcast. We would hop on and hang out like this virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have moved to the CHGO family. And part of the cool perk about that was that we were going to hang out in the studio to- together and, and do this live. And we're still doing it live. But because like most people have known, we've become a weather podcast as well on top of being a Chicago right. Red Stars podcast. And quite frankly, the heat has broken everything. Yes. in the city of Chicago, and that includes AC units in certain areas, including my own facility. It's it's, it's been it's been tough this week. Uh, we have been uh, we've been sweating a little bit. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. warm. It's like we could stop being a weather podcast if the weather would stop being so crazy. So we went from like we went from like forty degrees <sighs> and cold and rainy and like like the sky game last time we last oh time I was God. wearing a beanie. I had my full like spring fall jacket on. Yeah. And now I'm dying. It's really hot. I uh, I just was thinking about this, and I was just like, God, I was like, Mother Nature is like such a messy bitch who loves drama. Like yeah. she was just like, she just wants us to keep talking about her on the show. Yeah. And quite right, frankly, exactly. That's that's fine. We'll we'll keep doing that. We'll we'll keep right. talking about it. What's up this week with the Chicago Red Stars? Well, probably the main thing is that they are going to play a game of soccer. I hear uh, the scheduling had a little bit of an overlap. Uh, last time we chatted with everyone during our inaugural episode here, uh, we talked a little bit about Challenge Cup, recap that a little bit, talked about how that trend transitioned a little bit over into the regular season for this club. And right as they went ahead and picked up a week one victory in the regular season, the overlap with challenge cup kind of shook things up a little bit. So because the Washington spirit ended up advancing to the challenge cup final where they ended up losing to the North Carolina courage, the Chicago red stars had their week two fixture rescheduled and that's going to take place now in June. And uh, so they had a little bit of time off essentially is what happened. Uh, They just got to wait around a little bit while everyone else kind of played. So instead of uh, instead of 12 clubs participating in regular season action, it was just uh, it was just a 10. But honestly, when you're looking at these early standings, it kind of worked out, I think, OK, for the Red Star. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams 
are sitting on three points right now. And some teams are sitting on three points because they have only played one game. And some teams are sitting on three points because they've won a game and they've lost a game. And so Chicago is doing well in that they are in the game in hand uh, scenario rather than having lost. Um, Yeah. It was kind of funny because it was an action packed week, right? Like we had the, the challenge cup semifinals on Wednesday, we had a, like a pretty much full slate of regular season games, plus the challenge cup final, which everyone knows was like a lot. And then the red stars were just like chilling. And then on, on social media, you've got like the red stars just being like, we're on the beach. We're going to a show. You know, it's yeah, like, I love that. I was like, I love that for you. I wish it were for me as well. You know, everybody needs a little time off. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like when this sort of, spring this fast forward spring into summer kind of happens it's like that's really the day that you want to like you want to have a week or a day or two where you're actually playing hooky because it's like real summertime shy vibes going on uh but i love that what we saw from their time off was that some players went to go see a musical and i really <laughs> really like that not only did they go see any musical yeah they went to go see six yeah they want to go see musical. six which I, I don't know if they got a hookup because it's the CIBC theater, which is obviously their like presenting sponsor now. But um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was cute. I thought it was funny. Um, I thought that I was like, because that show, I don't know if people are familiar with six, but <laughs> it's like it's very girl power. Oh, yeah. It's like um, it's very British. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, about the wives of. Yeah, yeah. I actually I pulled up I pulled up the synopsis. It, it did. I have, like, a, I have a, a playbill. Bit. In fact, like here. imagining I'm like imagining a listener just like bopping. Oh, you have the playbill. Yeah, <laughs> I have a playbill here. Yeah. So, this so fun, is fun personal antidote about me. My partner actually went to go watch this play with yeah. her mother. Yeah. So shout out to my girl. But yeah. uh, yeah, and I and I was like, dude, I have the playbill. Yeah. That I can present on. C- yeah. See, exactly. That's good reporting. Thank um, you. But yeah, it's like the 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 synopsis is very it's it's like after taking Broadway by storm, Six has made a triumphant return to Chicago, and it's like this: the Six Wives of Henry VIII take the mic to remix 500 years of historical heartbreak yeah. into exuberant celebration of 20th century girl power. And I'm just like, I just, I am imagining them, uh, them really living, you know? I'm like, what, where did you go? Did they film Claire? the Megapix is what I want to know. I'm like, do they have that in, in their, in their files now to like get pumped up? I loved, I love that reading right now. Thank, thank you. you for the voice. Yeah. I was like, what happened to my friend Coe's Yeah, Claire? it was pretty, yeah. pretty uh, authentic, right? Yeah, you could you could probably be in six the musical. I think, six the musical, yeah. Quite frankly, I would have, uh, uh, I think when we get a chance to maybe chat with, some of the players again we might have to ask ask about their favorite parts of the of the musical for sure but i mean it was nice to see i think knowing the game that the that the club kind of came off of knowing that there have been a couple key players that have been missing for the red star squad it's sort of kind of maybe had this little bit of a layer like well maybe this is a little bit of a blessing in disguise to have some extra time off this early in a regular season, uh, Mal Q has been navigating some things via her concussion. And then obviously the ongoing calf issue with with Morgan uh, Gatra, which I guess maybe we could chat a little bit about that a little bit more as, as the game is coming up here uh, on Sunday 
for the Red Stars against San Diego Wave. And we'll give our thoughts on the match uh, a little later in the show. But in terms of any kind of pre-match stuff for this team, uh, there was some media availability that took place for the team ahead of this game. We got to chat a little bit with head coach Chris Petroselli, uh, Zoe Morris, uh, Rachel Hill as well. And uh, different energy for sure with talking in some of these uh, pregame media availabilities uh, in the past, there has sometimes been a very, let's just say very weird and unnecessary energy when it came to talking to a coach about injuries and things like that. Uh, but it was nice to maybe get an update a little bit and have some transparency and some honesty. And the truth is, is uh, Mal Pugh is, is participating in uh, some trainings, but it's like very limited. Uh, taking some touches and things like that, I believe is what Petroselli mentioned, uh, but that this game on Sunday might actually be a game too soon. Uh, for well, her yeah. I mean, it's one of those things when you have like a head injury like that um, or any sort of, I, I think it's similar for a, an athlete that's dealing with, with illness or, or a variety of other things is you can take touches, you can do passing, you can do all that sort of stuff. Contact is a different different monster. And so, um, it's more just the, the potential of things going wrong. Once you introduce a player into contact rather than, um, them not feeling ready to go. And so I, I, I support being as, as cautious as possible because your noggin, your noggin's really important. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it's going to hurt them. It's, it's not great, especially because we have, we have more player news, but this weekend they're still kind of running with the same roster that they ran against Louisville. And, um, it's just going to be missing some people, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it also just sort of feels like, I don't want to say continuity, but it definitely doesn't feel unfamiliar to this right. team. We saw them really have to go through some things towards the latter half of the 2021 regular season. And they just quite frankly got through it and got through it to the point of a championship final. Well, again, I'm going to say maybe it's continuity, but it just doesn't feel like it's something – it's not a, a challenge that's unfamiliar with this team to say, like, hey, we got to – what did you say? Last year, like, get, use the toes that they have. Right. Yeah. Get through it and just sort of get through it. Um, yeah. And I, we'll just see what happens week to week with that. But uh, I think it's uh, also, like, of an important note to maybe talk about the fact that, like, when we were talking to the on the player side of things during this availability, we got to uh, – get introduced to Rachel Hill for re or reintroduced to Rachel Hill for the first time in 2022, because she is also a player who had been navigating some injury things. I believe it was hip related um, to yeah. start off this yeah. season. Um, but to have Zoe Morris on and then have Rachel Hill uh, as part of that as well. Um, Rachel Hill just so asked her about it, said, Hey, how's it been being on the sideline? What's that been like kind of working through that? And, of course, tough, you know, she said on, on her side as, as the athlete side of thing, kind of having to watch your team go out there and, and perform and not not be able to uh, to be part of that. Uh, but she's eager to, you know, get more runs out there and get and get more minutes. But, um, you know, we'll see what that looks like because of this sort of these unknowns with somebody like Amal Pugh, but also these other unknowns in terms of potential striker or forward depth that's apparently going to eventually make their way through to the Red Stars roster. Well, right. I mean, I think it's a positive. I mean, it's a positive for the Red Stars that he will be available um, this weekend, just in terms of numbers, right? They just need to fill those out. I, I think, you know, I love, I love the true rookies. You know, I think Griffith and, and Cook are great, but it places a lot of responsibility on them. Yeah. If 
there's not a lot of other people to look to on the field. Um, I'm interested in Hill's fit in the new style. We haven't gotten to see her really. She came in as a sub late in the Louisville game. And at that point, Chicago was just like absorbing waves of pressure. So the front line was not really getting that involved yeah. at all. Um, hard to gauge. Yeah. So really hard to tell it, I'm, I'm fascinated because she's, she's more of a defensive presence. She, it, it's weird to say for an attacker, but the, her role last year was, she was able to run them down. Yeah. It was a lot about sort of yeah. jumping up lanes and coming back into the midfield and, and just making things really hard for the other team so that other players could play make. Um, and I, that's not how they're playing this year. And so I'm, I'm interested to see they're also not really playing true, true wingers. You know, they're, they're, they've got this different shape. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm fascinated. Like, obviously we've seen another kind of subplot that I think is, is similar is Alyssa Motts has become outside back depth yeah. um, in, in her kind of role as a super sub with the team now. And um, I think that I, I'm just curious to see if Hill herself changes her game to the formation or if her role within the formation changes because obviously Chicago is playing very, very differently than they were last year. Oh yeah. Extremely. And I think like hearing her chat a little bit about that, I think the players, I, it's obvious that they were like tasked with that. It almost sort of feels like, right. Even if you're someone who has been with this club since like, let's say year 2014 or year 2019 or you know, wherever that coming into this year is a little bit of maybe a clean slate, so to speak, or maybe like things are leveled out a little bit in terms of how players are going to adapt positionally right, within the system and what that looks like and who excels and, or who has the chemistry that's developing with whomever, you know, and I'm, we're still in the early phases of this. Yeah. So like going off of the last game with with Louisville, which was is such a tough game to even uh, sort of talk about or analyze, just because of the goofy weather match right, the game that it was. Weird. The constant stoppage, and I mean, almost nearly a ninety minute stop, uh, lightning stoppage on its own within it, and then to have uh, Hill come off late in the game just to shut it down. You don't really. That's not enough there to sort of see like, okay, well, Rachel is going to come in and really shake things up right. in this new style or this new formation with the rest of us. That's just, uh, that's just untrue. We would be liars if we came on here and said that. Yeah. So we'll see, right. We'll see. It's, it's also interesting because we've talked about how Ella Stevens is a more of a connective nine. She's not yeah. like a, a kind of run at the back line, sort of a player. Um, Yuki is obviously a very connective player. Um, yep. So when you think about the players and this is maybe a good segue to talk about some of the other players that are coming in um, when you don't have anybody whose job it is to turn and score other than maybe the wingers. Like I think it's yeah. Aaron Drake's job and I think it's Bianca's and yeah. like, in your forward line, if you've developed all of these really cool connecting or defensive press kind of experts, that's great. But if your three players that are actually there to like go score goals are not with you, then you're like, where's it coming from? You know, who's going to, who's going to provide that? Who's going to, yeah. who's going to be the one? Yeah, I mean, I don't exactly. know. I guess that's part of that's going to, I mean, again, it's so really early, but I don't think it's unfair to maybe, start thinking of those types of storylines, mm -hmm. you know, as 2022 continues to unfold. And, and I think that's a big one of them. I mean, heading into the preseason, we were constantly looking at 
that roster getting updated and we were just like ah that, that four line is super thin yeah. and there were like still unknowns like and uh we're talking about the depth of that and maybe this is where we reintroduce the name sarah lubert to the conversation a little bit uh in this one um because she was a player that was listed on there as a, as a loan and we were unsure about what was going to happen there and then now with this signing with chelsea darber there's there's some new information there that we'll get into quite shortly. But, you know, first, I want to remind everybody that the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 bet or more, uh, first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Uh, that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at Points bet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. And of course, I'm pretty partial to the CHGO Red Star shirt. So if you're looking for free merch in the CHGO locker room, I hope you get the Red Stars one. That's the best one, in my opinion. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I'm, I'm usually afraid of a white tee, but uh, but that one's pretty hard to give up. And yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump on to say, listen, guys. Sign up for CHGO. Here we are. We're on the CHGO Red Stars podcast. We're coming to you live every week. That's free. You get our beautiful faces and our lovely voices and our very good and never wrong opinions <laughs> live, live and free every week for you. But if you want to read about uh, the Chicago Red Stars, Chicago Fire, Blackhawks, White Sox, Cubs, Bears, uh, am I missing? Who am I? Uh, Sky. Oh, my God. Sky. Uh, beautiful, beautiful Chicago sky. You should sign up for all CHGO. Um, you get a t-shirt upon, uh, upon, upon signing up and it's good to support local coverage that is supporting women's sports. You know, we always say that, right? So, um, you're getting written stuff from me about the red stars. You're getting the podcasts and you can just read a bunch of stuff about other Chicago sports. And it's really important to support local. What that's what Chicago for uh, one, three, four says, right? So support local. Um, Speaking Here. of supporting we local, are. we've got some people who were not local who are like, now extremely not local. <laughs> it's funny. Like. It's funny that we we're keeping it going with us being a weather podcast because one of the things that we mentioned about very briefly <laughs> in that first episode was when we started to touch on the idea of having a Sarah Luber back with the yeah, right. we were like IDK Mexico's kind of nice. Yeah, right for now. Real. Uh, and it was a gloomy, rainy day, and there had been like a ton of pretty bad weather games out in SeatGeek. But now feels like that sun is kind of constant and hanging out and going to stay with us a little bit more now for the duration of the next uh, few months in Chicago. And uh, who knows? Maybe with with the sunshine, that was a bit of foreshadowing that Sarah Luber make her eventual return to the Chicago Red Stars. So yeah. formerly with Club America and Liga MX Femenil. And, uh, you know, made it to a couple consecutive uh, playoff appearances with the team, um, put up some goals, had some good highlights out there, uh, looking good, um, and picked up the culture, picked up the language. That was really cool to see. And uh, we're going to get to maybe see her pretty soon sometime with the Chicago Red Stars. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a secret that Club America struggled a little bit this year, right? And and that they obviously they fired their coach oh, immediately yeah. after after kind of crashing out of the quarterfinals. Oh, yeah. So they did their season did not end the way they wanted it to to you know to be kind of frank about that. And so I think for Lubert and I, res- I I respect I'm sure she's feeling some like some mixed feelings, right? I think it's crushing to go out the way that they went out um, and it was unexpected and she's going to be back in the States earlier probably than she thought she was going to be. Um, And yet, you know, jumping right back into a new season back in NWSL, um, she, I think her biggest moments were in the fall series in 2020 uh, and then really got to develop in the pro game down in Mexico. And she's coming back to a very different Chicago team, right? So I have to hope that, that she's excited to to jump in and, and get in the mix because I think that um I mean I think if you want to look at the the template for this I mean I do think you have to sort of look at like a Maria Sanchez who went down and got and became a star and and did all this cool stuff down in Liga MX Femenil and then came back and and basically just is like playing her game in the NWSL and not being forced to change. And I think that that's really important too. And so, um, yeah, I think Sarah Lubert, when you talk about a player that is used to having the responsibility of <clears throat> going to goal, turning to goal, running in on goal. Um, and even when things are not always working that well, <laughs> I think that that's a lot of really good experience. And um, I'm hopeful that, that yeah, she's going to come back. Hope, I mean, she's not playing in the game this weekend. She's going to get a little bit of time just to sort of get her bearings again. Um yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited to to see her play. I'm excited to talk to her. I mean, I think a lot yeah. has changed in her life since we last spoke. So yeah, um, for sure. I mean, it's a different it's a different league too. Like just that she's coming back to, quite yeah. frankly, from that 2020 where we got first introduced to her and um, being able to sort of see how her play out there in Liga Mexicana, how that's going to translate with the Red Stars here. I'm really excited uh, to see that. I'm almost kind yeah. of I'll just say, like, I'm a little bit happy that this return that she's going to make to a team looks different. (laughs) This is a Red Stars team that looks different, and I think that's going to – that's going to benefit both parties here, like a Lubert that went overseas to – or went over cross-country to a club and a country where maybe the style of play is an emphasis on more tactical things Mm -hmm. um, and skill on the ball where, you know, this is a league that has typically been pretty transitional, mm-hmm. kind of physical, very athletic at times. So it's going to be interesting to sort of see her kind of come in and, and uh, maybe do some things to shake some things up. I'll I'll, I'll be frank. I, whenever Sarah Luber is, uh, you know, settled in with the Red Stars, I absolutely want to need to see her in a starting 11. 100%. I need to see her in a, in a starting 11. I need to not have this. I need to not have this, hey, come off the bench and help us hold this 2-1 lead in the 75th minute of a game that's gross. I need to see, like, starting 11 Sarah Luber with the Chicago Red Stars in 2022. Um, yeah. And uh, honestly, I guess we're going to, like, echo similar se- sentiments about someone like a Chelsea Darber. I mean, obviously, that things like visa stuff and processes and protocols is, is not really anyone's control other than the government's quite quite frankly um but apparently that is going to be much closer uh than it was maybe a few weeks ago so chelsea darber also on her way to becoming a red star 
Yeah, I, I think I think what what uh, Chris Petroselli said this week is that she's she's trained like a little bit. She's she's in with the team. She went and saw six, so <laughs> that's important. That's an important update. Um, yep, there we go. Yeah, uh, she learned about the girl bosses of, yeah. of uh, the wives of Henry. Got, VIII. Gotta have that energy. That's right. That's important. Um, and yeah, but it's more just you know obviously the cross the global cross you know at uh, Pacific oceans. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord. Um, it's hot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the travels yeah. a lot, travels a lot. You don't want to push too hard. You do not want to get a player hurt the moment they arrive. Um, and I think the idea is that, you know, get her an actual full week of training and then she's going to get game time. Um, which I, I think it's good. I think it's good to be cautious. I think you don't want to, to push anybody too hard, especially when they're new to the league. Yeah. Um, you're going to get kind of smacked in the face in your first NWSL game. And that's just kind of how it goes. And you want to be really prepared for that the moment that it happens. So um, I support it. Like I said, it's going to make the game against San Diego interesting, but uh, I think the, I, I, I think they're looking more long-term long-term than short. And I think that that that's good. And, and you know, Dauber is exciting. It's a little bit of an unknown property just because obviously she was, she was quite good for Adelaide in the A-League women. Um, we'll see how it translates. I mean, we've seen, obviously we've seen Australian players come here and do really, really well. We've seen some Australian players come here and it takes a little bit of time. And um, I think it's good that they're setting a tone that it's like, you know, they're not placing all of their hopes and dreams on her because uh, that's not a good way to to bring a player into the team. No, that's a, that's a lot of headed pressure yeah uh that uh you're asking of someone coming into a league for the first time and uh, i would hope that that's not the vibe or the energy uh but i know that a lot of people are excited to to welcome darber and to welcome uh, luber back in, into the fold um but like we had kind of mentioned that unlikely to see them um in this upcoming match against san diego which quite frankly look chgo red stars right you're coming here because it's a Red Stars podcast, but we got to talk about the opposition a little bit uh, with the with the Red Stars this week. So they are going to be on the road, heading out to San Diego, going to face Wave Football Club, and San Diego. Look, two back to back wins to kick off their regular season. Uh, talk about their most recent match, uh, Alex Morgan doing a madness, putting up four goals against. New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, who are uh, going through their own struggles, we'll just say. Uh, but I don't, uh, I don't want to take away uh, from that victory that they had uh, and what they did against uh, Gotham because some of the numbers coming out of that game, I was like, mm. like shots, for example. It's like that's a lot of shots. Like thirty-one shots is a lot of shots to have. In a game. And I was like, yeah. that's something to pay attention to. You know, bit. a funny thing about all of the, like, the entrances into the box and the shots inside the box and all that sort of stuff. I was like, you know, I'm not, I am not endorsing this in any way, but I've just seen an end of USL game or two. And I'm like, at what point does a team just start fouling? Yeah. <laughs> just right at the top of the, they're just, yeah, just like stop doing that, you know, um, right at the top of the box. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, San Diego looks good. I think San Diego, um, we'll see with a new team, high highs, low lows. I don't know yeah. exactly how you respond after a game going that well. Like, I mean, I think similarly we saw um, 
We saw Angel City uh, have that amazing home opener against uh, against North Carolina, and then they really struggled to maintain that energy against Orlando in their second game. Um, yeah. San Diego had this great home opener, right? Just huge blowout of Gotham. Can you keep that same energy in your next one? You know, who can really say? Uh, but yeah, I think that it'll come down to defensive pressure. I think Gotham really struggled to provide that in, in the midfield against San Diego. And, um, they took all the space that was given to them. I, I am curious. I am curious how this is going to work with you talk about these entrances into the box on the wings, because that is also where Chicago has sometimes given up a lot of space. So I think it could be good. I think it could be rough. I will not rough is too strong a word. I think it could be close maybe is the way to put it. And I also just think quite frankly, you know, Chicago played North Carolina. No, they didn't. Again, I'm losing my mind. They played Louisville, Houston, and Kansas City. Those are the only teams that they've played so far. Yeah. And someone like Alex Morgan is a little bit of a different, it's a little bit of a different proposition on the back line. So um, uh, uh, Alyssa Nair is going to have a great game, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm absolutely looking at this game, and I'm wondering, you know, how am I play out? what's going to come out of it. And I don't think you take a look at these two teams, take a look at the personnel, how they line up and not, you know, take a look at the two goalkeepers and say, well, there's a possibility that it could just sort of come down to that. It could be a bit of a goalkeeper battle. I mean, it's going to be Canada's number one, Mm -hmm. Kaylin Sheridan going up against the United States women's national team, number one, and Alyssa Nair and two, great national team keepers and two great <laughs> club keepers as well. So I just am like, that is something that's like lingering in the back of my mind a little bit. I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, within the, the preparations for something like you're facing someone or a team like San Diego for the first time that you're looking at some of the limited tape that's out there on them. You're looking at these games that Alex Morgan has put up, whether it's the, the, the four zero blowout of Gotham or just some of the other challenge cup performances that she's been able to string together. And just kind of wondering, like maybe this could be a game where it ends up being that Chicago is a little more reliant on their defensive organization and how they present that type of shape to the attack of, of San Diego. Well, right. I mean, similarly to not really being sure what sort of San Diego is going to show up, I think you have to look at the outside factors for Chicago as well. This is going to be their first cross-country trip. They haven't uh, traveled outside of that central division yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen a couple teams this year go outside of their division and like really have a weird one. Um, First game in California. Haven't been out there yet. Um, and this is also the first big trip with a, with a new coaching staff. And I think that that is significant as well, um, in a, in a number of different ways in that, you know, the tone set by the, the staff traveling with you, whether it's what hotel you're staying at or what your schedule is or what kind of support you have out on the road, or just like, what are you nervous? Are you whatever? I think that like those sorts of things will make a difference as well. And it's a little bit of an unknown. Maybe they will be like, cool, calm, calculated. They'll be like, 
we're good. We're just happy to be in sunny California. Yeah. Or maybe they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I just flew economy, you know, yeah. plus a across yeah. the country. No, they're not. No, they have their, they've got their flight thing now. So maybe it's better than that. Don't want to be rude. Don't want to be rude to the, to the flight sponsor, but, um, but it's still a long flight, no matter what it's a long flight. And you go, oh no, my legs went weird. And, and we're in this field that's like sunken into the ground and <laughs> my oh, phone yeah. has no service and I don't know what's going on. Um, so yeah, it, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they handle all of those outside factors. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, no, I think that's a big one. Like going on the road for the first time, especially like this look playing into it. Like San Diego has turned like their stadium into like a pretty tough place to play at so i'm just kind of like that is also something that i am keeping uh in eye on where i'm thinking like well like maybe this is going to be a game where like it, we might not see as many goals as people think they are just with the red stars and, and their limitations at at the forward line and then with the pretty decent defense that chicago can put out there on day to day and some pretty good goalkeepers on both sides of uh, the pitch, but I, I don't think that that's unfair to bring up at all. Like Torreo Stadium has become very quickly a pretty tough place to play if you're going up against San Diego. Like, period. yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, I think that they uh, they again they have this field that's like a little bit of like its own sort of a deal. They've got uh, this setup with. I think you also you have to look at like you said the goalkeeping. Um, and, and just sort of the way that they play out of the back. But that's the kind of thing, too, is like if Chicago can come out real strong and they can um, kind of set that tone in the terms of the press, we've also seen San Diego kind of fall apart in a number of different ways. Um, but that was early on. I don't know. Maybe maybe they've, they've shaken that off. So I think that it is going to come down to the beginning of the game. We don't want it to go wrong quickly. Um, I think it's going to come down to the wings a lot as well. Uh, I think because they do have Alex Morgan playing out wide more, which she's started to really attune herself to, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think like past that, right. You set, you set Aaron right up, you set BSG up to, to really run those wings and then you kind of put it in the mixer and see, see what happens. Right. hundred percent, hundred percent. You know what else they might need? They might need like any other added boost, any other yeah. little advantage. Well, you know, you know, they're going, they're going out to, they're going out to California where, mm. you know, everybody, mm. everybody's all chill and yeah. maybe they would want some Strava coffee. Do you, maybe they want to start their day with a competitive edge with Strava CBD coffee. It's a game changer and it has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted, specialty coffee infused with organic, broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters, live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so that you wake up feeling your best. The best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. They also offer concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with the powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use the code CHGO25 at checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. And if you already love Strava, you can subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. 
With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Yeah, that'd be nice on a road trip, right? I, I think so. Listen, yeah. I, I feel I feel bad. I, I wish I would have had like some Strava craft coffee like props. If I have like the six musical playbill, like yeah. I needed to have like, like I as know, you were right? Talking, like I have I have my coffee, my coffee mug. Yeah, as you were talking, I needed to be like this would this is what it would look like <laughs> if you were drinking Strava coffees. You it would look like yeah. that. Happy and delightful and, and energized and yeah, relaxed. I feel I feel so I already feel uh all all evened out and ready to go. So yeah, ready yeah. to to talk about more Chicago Red Stars, quite frankly. Okay, so let's let's do this. Yeah. First first uh regular season match on the road, first game for this team in the state of California, quite frankly, big deal. Yeah. Um when we're looking at the Chicago Red Stars side of things yeah. in this game against San Diego wave. Claire, give me a couple of players that maybe you're going to be taking a look at want to have like an impact in this game. Oh goodness. Um, all of them. So I think, yeah. I think it's going to come down to, so I think it's going to come down to a number of things. I think it's going to come down to individual one V one battles yeah. and then also just a system of defense. So I think that, you, th- you think about the individual one V ones we saw on the outside. This is like, this is the key honestly to the game, or maybe it's not, maybe they're both teams are anticipating this. So they'll do something very different. But in that game against Gotham, Gotham completely lost control of the wings, like hundred oh, yeah. percent because and, uh, it, this is not a Gotham podcast. We I'm not getting into why, but, but their outside back actually struggled to, to control the space that they were being asked to control, uh, whether that was going forward or in defending. And then, that caused mistakes. They got drawn into it. I mean, I think if you look at the actual goals themselves, it was a number of defensive mistakes that was kind of pounced on by the wave. And Chicago just needs to not let that happen. So that means that if you are pushing the outside backs forward and you're like living or dying on that, and you're saying, we're not going to force them back. We're not going to make them, you know, we are, we are committing to them as an attacking generator that three back is going to be dealing with a lot of one V one battles against some very good players. Uh, but maybe they also say, well, if we've got everyone pushed forward, we're not even going to let them get that far. Right. Yeah. Don't let Alex Morgan get the ball. Don't let Sophia Jacobson get the ball. And and then they can kind of control the game from there. Um, also famously, San Diego doesn't have the strongest midfield in the world. So no. maybe they say, okay, we've got this other system. We'll fall back on one V one defending when we have to, but we're going to ask the the midfield to just not let San Diego have the ball because you give Naomi Gurma too much time distribution is going to be, it's just going to be stronger. So I don't know. I think there are a lot of different ways you can beat this team, but it's more just like, are they going to let you? So players, um, I think, I, I think um, I would like Yuki to have a good game. I, I think that that could be, we're talking about possessing if we're talking yeah, about that'd be helpful. down in the midfield. Um, I, I think that we need a little bit more interplay between her and Vanessa Di Bernardo. Um, I think we might end up seeing Zoe Morris at the six again. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I think the the more time she gets with Danny Colaprico, the better. Uh, and then I just think that the players on the outside, Tana Malazzo, Amanda Kowalski, they're just gonna have to be in it to win it for the full ninety, man. Yeah, like stay, like stay blessed. Yeah, exactly. One. Just like stay blessed. Yeah, Lord be with you as you go. Thoughts on. and prayers. <laughs> As you head west to take on Ma- Madre yeah, Morgan yeah. and her wave side, um, no, it's I'm I'm with you, dude. Honestly, I, I wanted to give you the 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 
soapbox first, but I can only echo what you've already talked about. I mean, we can even touch back a little bit into that. The the last episode that we just did, we were talking about the midfield for the Red Stars, and we're just kind of like, maybe they could use some Strava coffee. Like, it's a lot of class sometimes. It's a lot of ground that we're already witnessing in these very early months of Red Stars soccer ton of ground that this yeah. that the midfielders are covering and it doesn't look like they're being asked to slow down anytime soon um so i'm i am i think when you're looking at at this at this type of game we have we have seen san diego not have a, a ton of answers in in the middle third right. right now anyway i feel like they're starting to figure things out it feels Taylor, like Taylor Korniak is the real wild card here. I was going to yeah. say, it feels like they're starting to yeah. figure things out. It feels like maybe they might be another piece away, like mm-hmm. from, you know, things there in the middle. I, the European calendar is ending. Question mark. Yeah, yeah. question mark. We'll just yeah. leave it at that. Casey Stoney's got plugs, right? I'm sure they're looking in that area. Um, But for now, for now, I think that's like the big O, like that's the opportunity. I think for for me, when I'm looking at the head to head and just recent form for both of these teams, like, well, maybe it's really the the middle third where there's going to be some real give and take here. Um, But, you know, I don't I I think having an Aaron Wright on one side, I think having a Bianca St. George's on the other is is going to be helpful in, in a game like this. Um, you just gotta but, give them outlets. I think if I you think, can give them central outlets to move the ball and they can kind of want yeah. to do it. I think that that's the key. I think what we've been wanting to see is that we've been, yeah. that's, that's the, I think we're still waiting for the game where, where we're going to see that. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, this that is maybe it. this one maybe is going to be it. it. And you yeah. know what? I'm not even, again, we've, we've said this a lot already in some of these shows that we've been doing in 2022 that we don't have the expectations that we have of this isn't like in W's or L's or draws. Like we're looking for like the growth on the pitch. So I'm hoping that no matter the result, that maybe we do see that a little bit uh, in yeah. this in this game. Um, I I know in um in our previous episode in the chat, shout out to everybody. I was gonna say, if, if there are any questions in the chat, if we've got any friends, yeah. So we're gonna chat, like, think, questions. Let us know. What we're gonna start we doing to close out these shows. <laughs> yeah. uh, what we're going to do to close them out is maybe throw up a few questions yeah. uh, out there for y'all. And uh, the, I'm not too sure if this is a question, but shout out to John. He said, I think in the past CRS has relied on Aaron Wright to shut down Alex Morgan. And honestly, like, like maybe I can't really recall that right now in front. Of, I don't have the numbers in, in front of me right now. They, they're better on wingers. I think the issue is just that the system is very different now. It's just what yeah, she's I was gonna say, it's a different red star yeah. team and a different Alex Morgan that they're going up against. Quite right. Frankly. Like I think in which they were like, okay, Aaron Wright, you go out there and you you isolate this player. They did that a lot last year, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, but this is all. This is just a different Alex Morgan. She's not playing with the Orlando Pride anymore. She's playing with San Diego. She's got mom energy. Like it's different. So maybe that'll be something. I mean, it's a very real thing that we're starting to see come to life uh, for some of these players. So maybe it'll. That's maybe that is still part of the game plan. We're gonna watch it unfold. But um, it's something to to take a look at. I'm gonna maybe try to see if maybe go fishing back to some starting lineups with Chicago versus Alex Morgan in the pride, maybe and see if that was necessarily the case, check out some highlights, but possibly, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if this is going to, if that might be part of the game plan here. This is also not a question, but I do think it's a good one to, to jump into is uh, Logan said the five defender lineup has been a lot of fun and not something I expected to like this much. And I, okay. Question for you, Sandra. Okay. Okay. Are Aaron Wright and Bianca and George defenders. Listen, is anybody anymore? Is 
Is anybody anymore? I think that they're not. I think that I think, I think they do think call back. The they do call court. back into the five back sometimes, but no, it's a it's I a, really a fluctuating. We've been referring to it as that. I've been referring to it up there. I'm like it's a it's a fake three back. Yeah, it is a fluctuating three back, and the only yeah. reason why that exists is because you do have somebody like an Aaron Wright and a and a BSG to help fluctuate that. Right, I, they're listed as defenders. They're not, in my opinion. They, they, they Chicago's yeah. operating with six midis the kind at of times. Well, in, and then in, also, in the and then also sometimes like the two tens go up yep. wide, and then sometimes I mean everybody knows like Pew will go left. And then, and then, <laughs> and then somebody and right will make a run, in. and then we'll and then we'll see yeah. a body flying. It's it's very it's very Jeremy Barry sometimes, but it, it works. Jeremy Barry, yeah. um, oh my God! If you, well, okay. I think it'll be, but I think it'll be more structured this weekend because they don't have some of those uh, playmakers. So I think when you see more of the the classic like yeah. uh, creatives um, in the team, it's going to get a little bit more fluid. I think what we saw against Louisville was actually pretty rigid, and it was just like forward two tens wingers two sixes three defenders um but the, yeah. i mean the, that was another one that's a, yeah. that was like a game that had a very specific vibe and they yeah. had to play it and get through it a very specific yeah, that's true. They, were, they were like lining up for battle with that one for sure yeah, yeah like a very specific kind of way so i am i am curious to sort of see um you know how they come out uh of this one and it'll give us more fodder for you know the following week when they're still on the road and they have to to face and have to face Orlando, you know, eventually. But um, yeah, it's something that we're going to be keeping an eye on, on for sure. I, I think that might be a good individual bat, like matchup that we will probably end up keeping an eye on. You know, Wright versus Morgan. You know, Cola Prico maybe versus a Turnbow if Turnbow's tasked with a start. And yeah, this one, right. you know, I'm just already thinking of of, of literal like kind of ind individual battles right now. John with another fluff question. Yeah, fluff question. Oh, what position? Musicals. Let's do it. Hit me. What with position it. Just would be recently? <laughs> What positions would these musical theater characters play? Charlotte sisters, any of the six wives, any into the woods characters? I haven't oh, seen, I haven't seen six. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. tell you. They all, I haven't like, I've seen, either. okay. I have seen the videos of the mega mix at the end though, because I'm like, what's going on? So I, I know that's all I've got with six. It seems like there's a lot happening. Um, uh, what position would the Skylar sisters play? Uh, Angelica oh. Schuyler is a playmaking 10. Um, okay, so they're, they're in the front. They're in the front line. I no, 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 no. I think um, Eliza is a no, they're just a midfield. They're a midfield man. You know what? They're <laughs> all, you know what? So, so Angelica is the 10. Uh, Eliza is the eight. And we Peggy's said that we said that this team is going to eventually need some midfield depth because they're covering yeah. a lot of ground. And we've been talking a lot about yeah. this going forward. So, you know what? Fours and midis all the way. That's the right. The Charlotte sisters yeah. and the six wives. They're just going to be, yeah, all be the depth all for that. Oh man. This has been a, uh, this has been dope as always. Yeah, um, we kind of had to make it up a little bit, but we'll have, we'll have more concrete things to discuss uh, next week. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll see yeah. what what the result shakes out uh, to be in this one. But listen, we uh, have been having so much fun uh, hopping on and doing these episodes, and having everyone else join in and tune in and uh, participate along in this with us. Uh, and quite frankly, you know, if you appreciate or in, have enjoyed these episodes and what we've been doing here, you need to go out there and sign up to be a CSGO member. You know, it, it got, has a lot of different cool perks. The biggest one is obviously this podcast and live show that you're going to always get from us. We're going to be here chatting with you about Chicago Red Stars things. And we might have some things like post-game things in the works. We're going to iron out some details there. But mm -hmm. my biggest thing and my biggest plug is to make sure that you all 
get the membership so that you get access to the premium written content that Clara is going to be dropping for y'all week to week on all chgo.com. Yeah. And of course you got the dope merch. You get the free shirt when you become a member and you get access to the members only discord in the well, I was going to say, yeah, Logan say members only discord, which I, I can't get my login to work. I'll get it to work. Eventually you might see some <laughs> of us in there as well. Um, yeah, I think the, the my my little plug on that as well is is obviously everybody everybody in here uh, knows us from our Patreon and, and we lived on the support of our subscribers for a number of years. And um, my pitch to support CHGO is not only all the cool stuff that you get because you are getting pretty much exactly what you got with the Patreon, um, but the fact that they're facilitating this for us to do. You know, mm -hmm. CHGO brought us in because they believe in Red Stars coverage. Um, they believe in the coverage of women's sports and they are facilitating us being able to do this on this platform. And that deserves, uh, the reward of women's soccer fans following them onto the platform. So that's my little pitch as well. Right on. Thanks you all. Thanks to you all joining us. We'll be back with another one for sure. Hopefully it's to talk about a Chicago red stars dub. Everybody yep. stay hydrated, stay cool. <laughs>